Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe, and to the right of me is my man, Cappuccino, Cappuccino, me. Eddie Meeks, people, what's good? How are you, Mister Sir? I was about to say, fine, sir, and that—that's Paul. Yeah, exactly. Super, super happy to be here. Good, sir. Super happy to be here. I was, I was lost yesterday. I didn't know what to do with myself. Oh, I know. I ended up uh, trimming the shit out of my bushes yesterday. Trimming the sh- Okay. <laughs> you would have thought right. I was a barber, son. I gave, I right. gave my bushes a Caesar yesterday. <laughs> it was awesome. Because you just had that much time because we I didn't record lost. on a Sunday. Yeah, I was just lost, man. I didn't know what else to do. I had swim trunks on and a T-shirt <laughs> and no socks and some navy blue ACG boots on. Woo, man. Doing yard work. It was awesome. That sounds fabulous. My neighbors was like, this guy. <laughs> uh, let's go back in the house. Let's go back in the house, exactly. Because <laughs> any moment this guy's sack is going to fall out. <laughs> We're going to have to call some people. Let's just go inside. Just go inside. Pull the curtains. Oh, Lord. Pull the curtains. You on that volleyball shit this weekend? I just left a volleyball game. You just did. Also, yeah. it's, it's not just on the weekend. It's nah. every day. Saturday, we were in Athens, Tennessee. Okay. Um, That's near... Um, nowhere. Cookville? <laughs> it's near nowhere, is that, sir. Is that eastern Tennessee? What is it? I have no idea. And I thought I was going into Central Standard Time, and turns out I was actually in Eastern. Yeah, man. And I'm glad we left the house when we did, because we would have been on CP time to some shit I paid for, and that's never good. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, we was in Athens, Tennessee at a volleyball yeah. camp with my daughter, uh, Tennessee Wesleyan University. Hmm. And um, one day trip, we was up there from nine to three. Came back same day, All and right. uh, tonight they played. She's playing spring volleyball for her school out in Forest Park, and um, they won. She All was right. beautiful. And, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. A life of a volleyball dad. I continues. love it. I love it. Meek's, Meek's social media feed is just uh, pretty much uh, Southern Vanguard Radio and volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's dope how they just come together. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah you know. Shit. Yeah, yeah, you know. We should, maybe we should sponsor the team. What do you I, think? About hey, <laughs> hey, we've got some t-shirts and some cassette tapes. Yeah, <laughs> let them play in that in the next game. All right, pop this cassette in. Yep. Hell yeah! But uh, yeah, everything was good. All man. Right, good. good weekend. How's GJ, man? She's good. Happy Mother's man. Day. Happy Happy belated Mother's Day to all you mothers and to all you mammies. Maybe next year, but probably not. All right. We got no love for mammies. All right. At Southern Vanguard HQ. Oh. And that noise right there just proves it. That's a laser to your ass, mammies. So I take it you did not have a weekend like you had the two weekends ago on Mother's Day. Um, I don't even remember two weeks ago. So How do you not no. remember two weeks ago? What happened two weeks ago? Oh, I guess it was last week, last weekend. What was it? Your 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 birthday party with your oh, man Luke no, French. Oh no 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 nothing. Not like a birthday party. Nah, well, we birthday we came party. back down to earth. It was <laughs> okay, right. yeah. I, I spoke to Lou French. Shout out to Lou French. I spoke to him tonight. We are hooking up tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't Take know Lou French or shout to Lou. Yeah, shout out. Lou, I want to be friends with you because yeah. your parties end up going places that I yeah, want to go to. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, definitely didn't have that weekend, man. All right, all right. Uh, cool. It was Mother's Day weekend. There was no strippers involved. No strippers involved. Yeah. No strippers on buses. Involved. Nope, 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 okay. nope. All right, no, good. absolutely All right. not. <laughs> Sorry. All right. 
Well, hey, this is Southern Vanguard Radio. Yeah. And uh, we do this twice a week. If you didn't know, if you're a fan of the gentleman that we have uh, with us tonight via phone and the special guest we have in studio with us tonight, mm. uh, you need to make sure you follow, share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff on iTunes Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on MixCloud, and on Stitcher Radio. On Tuesdays, we have a mix show every week. On Thursday, as long as the interviewee shows up, we have an interview session. So, twice a week, Meeks. Twice a week, though. Southern Vanguard Radio. Leave twice the U out of Vanguard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, make, make sure you, uh, you tell a friend. To tell right. a friend. To tell a to friend. friend. To tell a friend. Yeah. All right. So, uh, this week's interviewee is actually uh, a friend of a friend of Southern Vanguard Radio. And we had that, that friend... In studio with us tonight, Mr. J57. How J57. are you, sir? It's good to be friends with you guys. It's, it's good, good to be, be friends, friends with you, man. With you. You're my guy. <laughs> You're my guy. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, I'm going to let you do the intro. I, I'm not even going to, I couldn't even do it justice. Okay. So, uh, this, this is all you, man. Shit. That's Real quick, let me just say crazy. this. This, oh, man, okay. this man has produced records right. for 50 Cent. Okay, there we go. LL Cool J, Smoke Dizzle, Joel Ortiz, <laughs> Consequence, oh, no. Cons oh. to the Quince. Locker. John Legend, Murs, Onyx, Stroh, Aaron Rose, Fredro Starr, Bumpy Knuckles, Bodega Bams, Sadat X, and AG, EMC, Master Ace, Wordsworth, and Strickland, Q Unique, Rex, Trash Gaddafi, oh, Everton, which is Drez, Black Sheet, and Jerovia with Tribe Park Quest, Neek the Exotic, Homeboy Sandman, Young Sandy, <laughs> Blackistan, and fucking J Live. Go ahead, J right. I can't top that. So with no no further ado, yeah. one of my good friends and collaborators from the group called Brown Bag All Stars and many Woo. other things as you just listed. Woo. MC producer extraordinaire, hailing from the Bronx, the boogie down Bronx, Woo. by way of Brooklyn, by way of Madison, Wisconsin. We have oh. the one and only <laughs> The Audible Doctor. Audible hey. Doctor, what up? Hey. Hi guys. How are you, man? How you doing, guys? Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> it's me, Audible Doctor, guys. You're fucking hey. crazy. <laughs> How long can you keep that up for, Audible? Not, not long. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, thank you for, for setting this up. Sure. Uh, really yeah. appreciate it. Uh, r- real quick, I want to set the stage for... Um, I've been a fan of Audible for for uh, quite some time. Hell yeah. But my... We I, play the joints, for sure. Uh, we, we we absolutely play the joints. But there is one record in particular in probably the past 12 months that has come out that has really, really made me hate this guy <laughs> because um, I wish that I had made it. And that record was... Dude, I'm telling you, Audible, no shit. I played this record every morning for at least a month. And that is that fucking playing game shit, shit from Rex. Mm. God uh, damn, man. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, dude. Banger. You know, and, <laughs> That's a banger. And there's probably a really uneventful <laughs> story about that particular joint because I love it so much. Because that any any like record that I love, like it turns out like it was like a mistake and like maybe it shouldn't have happened or <laughs> barely, I don't I don't know, but Man, <laughs> uh, Audible, seriously, man, I, I I shit you not, I listened to that. That was how I started my morning off Damn. for uh, for a month oh. solid. I don't know what happened with that. That joint just hit me like like square in between the <laughs> eyes, man. What a great record, dude. So I, I just oh, had to start you, it off. I had to start it off like that. The, the funny thing about that joint that you mentioned is if you listen to it again, if you listen to the beat and you'll hear it's very specific, that beat was made for De La Soul. Ooh. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. 
Ooh. It's actually titled I Know I'm Not Dela because I knew it was such a long shot of actually getting them that bo- that beat. Hmm. And it, I timed it because I knew they were working on the album and I was sending that for them and obviously heard absolutely nothing back for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just about to ask you how, how like, <laughs> I like with, did, your, with your credentials, how... Why? Why did you feel like that was a that was a long shot? Like uh, you should be on that radar. I've obviously, I mean, I've obviously worked with a lot of people. I know a lot of people in the industry, but there's certain people who should be, like, even people close to me are like, "Yo, why haven't you worked with so and so yet?" And it's just a weird thing where I haven't. I don't know him like that. You haven't, gotcha. you know? Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Gotcha. gotcha. So I, and I, I don't, I don't play the like, "Yo, you know so and so? Could you reach out to them for me?" Like, if I don't have a direct line to someone, I usually you don't, don't reach out. It. That's what's up. Right. I can yeah. respect that too. So, yeah. yeah, just one of those situations. Okay. You did a couple cuts on that Rex record, didn't you? Uh, Audible? You did a bunch, right? Yeah, I did like five or six, I want to say. That's oh, like really? a quarter of a double album right, right. there. Yeah. Jay, what <laughs> yeah. you did? Jay, you did one or two. I did one. I did Intuition did on That's the right. second disc. I That's believe. right. Okay, gotcha. Oh. So have you guys known Rex for a while or? How'd that relationship uh, start? From Fat Beats, kind of. Like, him yeah. coming in with Static back in the day. I think that's how I met him or some shit okay. myself. Probably you too, Audible, right? Or no? Yeah, I think I, I think I first met him. I know what it is. I met him at Fat Beats years ago, and we had known each other for a minute. And I think through... I think he finally reached out to me about working when I was working with Ed OG. Oh, um, yeah, that makes sense. Because I think, you know, obviously they run in the same circles out there in Boston. And I, I think that's how he kind of became much more familiar and actually reached out to me. Okay. So, Ottawa, how did you and Jay meet? Let's get that story. How did I meet who? Jay. <laughs> me? me? Jay57. You're Jay. <laughs> yeah. Jay. Who the hell is Jay? John. Just you mean me, the dude man. whose name I gave to him? <laughs> oh, he did. Oh. He did. He did. Yeah. I think you he named did. this guy? He gave me my name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my son? No, I'm just kidding. My uh, son. son. <laughs> real talk. <laughs> Yo, real, real talk. He, he actually came up with Jay57. Wow. <laughs> So uh, let's yeah, hear, let's hear that story. Wasn't <laughs> the guy whose name I gave him—that's a bar. <laughs> that's a bar. You can only use that in interviews. That's such like an ether bar. I love it. <laughs> no, I just wait until like Jay blows up and I'm I'm long forgotten, and I'm like, I gave that guy his name. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be shit without me. Look at him now. <laughs> I love that he has an accent like twang. All of a sudden, that's a good one too. Yeah, of course. Nine. Yeah, my accent changes when I get old and bitter. I love it. Like, you sound like fucking Forrest Gump when you're old. I guess. I don't yeah, know. that's good. <laughs> that's good, Oliver. You know, my, my wife is uh, my wife's from Michigan, and she cannot do a country accent to save her life. And I, I'm from Kentucky. I'm from the fucking sticks. Kentucky. I can do a really good Meeks and I it's both. Scary. It's scary. I mean, it's you'll scary. hear you'll hear it come out every once. So that, that, yeah. that's pretty good, Audible. I, I commend you for that. So, yeah. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah, that, so, so how'd you guys meet? It, uh, I know you gave him his name. It, but was, I, <laughs> it was through, uh, and I'm I'm really bad with details and time frames and memory in general. Um, but obviously, we met through Fat Beats. I think. Were you there before I was Jay, or was I there before you? You are bad with all that shit. You don't remember? All right, yo, let me let me take. I really don't. I really don't. Take this one. Oh all my right. god! It was the summer of two thousand. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Jay's like that's the crazy thing. Jay's super on point. I'll be like, yo, when did we do this show? He'll be like, oh, that was uh, June twenty first of two thousand and eleven. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, Jay's memory is on point six, like that. Six o'clock p.m. The sun was shining. Yeah, he, he has it was a, crazy a rainy day. memory. <laughs> so here's what happened. He started. We both started interning. 
uh, or maybe he might have been there slight. He was slightly before me, I remember, but it was September tw- 2004. Were you there? August yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I was there like a week or two before yeah, you. I he, feel like it was really, really close. You started right before me, and I had to go by December. Yeah. I had to go away like with my family or some shit, and I needed somebody to cover for me. And I wanted to get that done like weeks in advance. So they're like, here's a list of all the other interns. I, ne- I never met another intern, actually. So I was like, uh, like, I don't know anybody. You know what I mean? So I called Mark first, somehow, some way. Uh, Audible doctor, Mark. I called him, and yeah. he was like, yo, I'll cover for you, man. Um, and I... I was like, all right, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucking cool. So he didn't even know me, like, covered. And then one day, a year later, we were working the same day, like, the same shift or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? And I was like, wait, are you the guy that, like, looked out for me, like, when, you know, I needed help and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, mm, I don't know. I don't think I was. And it turns out it was him. But, uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> no, that, that, that old memory. Yeah, like, that he old had memory, no man. recollection in the slightest. <laughs> and we became cool. And then, uh, I guess... Right, and then we were doing Sundays together with DJ Amore, so yeah. we got really tight. Yeah, we were together every Sunday, 2005, I guess that was. Mm. So, but we were yeah, cool probably, before yeah, that. Cool before that, became friends in 2005 ish. Now, is, is is didn't you tell me a story about somebody from Brown Bag? Like you guys were, like you didn't like one another's, or you were playing like music or something, and one of you didn't like. Uh, something that was playing or like, or like you never agreed on music that you liked. And then like what one was sometimes some song came on and you guys actually liked the same song. Oh, that was DJ goo. That was me. Oh, and that Joe. was goo. Okay, yeah. That was, we didn't like each other. We didn't like each other as people. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Right. We didn't right. fuck with each other as people. And then we both found out that we love the same music. Yeah. That was that's what all it was. the same okay. music. Yeah. Okay. We didn't right. like each other. And to this day, that's the like I just talked to him today, and like we still laugh about. It. We don't laugh about that today particularly, but that's we still funny. laugh about that shit. That's funny. Yo, Audible, what's your your greatest memory of uh, being in in Fat Beats? I mean, there's so it's it's hard to say. There's so many, but just the just the environment, like to go to work to get paid to be in that environment every single day and have everybody for the most part that walks at the door, be on the same wavelength and, and into the same scene and, and understand that, that scene in that community in the same way was like, it's, I'll, you'll, I'll never have that again. Like that's crazy. You know? Yeah. Well said. Like that's, that's, yeah, that's probably what I miss the most. is just that just everybody being on the same vibe in that community, you know? That's so audible. Were you just in New York at the time and you know, fat beats was the shit and you wanted to get a job there. I mean, what, what was the, like, what'd you do to it, you know get in there? It was crazy, actually. I I so I grew up in Wisconsin, like you said, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm from there. Um, grew up, graduated high school, went to college for a year in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, realized there's absolutely nothing that I wanted to learn at that school, and basically wasted <laughs> a shit ton of money. No, uh, no. <laughs> no. just partied and drank and stuff, and then ended right. up coming to New York instead. But but the whole thing was. Uh, so like growing up, I'd, I'd been into hip hop and my brother got me into DJing and stuff. And I'd always buy wax and I'd always see fat beats on the back of the wax. And then I started like kind of looking up to what, looking into what fat beats was and understanding more about, about it. And I was always on the, obviously New York hip hop since high school. And, um, so I was always familiar with it, but I never even thought about what it actually was as an institution. I just was familiar with it and, and knew that most of the shit that I loved came through fat beats in some, in some capacity. Gotcha. So after I basically graduated or didn't graduate after I finished that year in, in, in New York, I mean, in uh, Wisconsin, a friend of mine had the year before come to New York to go to, to a, like a technical audio recording school. 
that was another big waste of money. But <laughs> what school was <laughs> I basically that? Basically, was like, yo, I'm not going to this four year college. There's no music related programs here. There's nothing I want to learn here. I'm wasting a bunch of money. I'm going to go to New York. Basically, follow my friend out to New York and go to New York. Right. So that's what I did. And um, at the end of that technical, wait, what's that? Simbo. Was that Simbo? Yep. Yep. Simbo. Simbo. Exactly. Shout out to Simbo, who is the friend. <laughs> and so the so at the end of that school, the technical audio school, they supposedly have a job placement program, like an internship and a job placement program. So I waited like two, three months and absolutely none of the, the resumes or anything they sent out came back with any kind of response. So I was like, fuck it, let me do it myself. I took a week and just hit the ground. The school happened to be located like a block away from yeah. Fat Beats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, fuck it, let me just take my resume up to Fat Beats and see what's good, whatever. So I walk in and I recognize the dude behind counters. It's Monster, um, who's Fat Beats alum. He'd been there the you know, for a while. Yeah, shout out to Monster. He was in the same school as I was. He was like a semester to ahead of me, so I was familiar with him, but I didn't really know him like that. But it was actually him I handed my resume to, and he was the one that gave it to Amore, who ended up hiring me and was like, yo, hire this dude. Just on the strength of, like, I know him, I've seen him in school, he's a good kid, hire this kid as an intern. So that's really uh, how it happened. It was just like a dope. weird series of events. Nice, man, that's dope. So did you ever land the studio gig yeah. or a, a gig doing? Nah. You know, no, not at all. Well, that's the thing. So I, I sent out resumes that got Fat Beats, and I got an internship at a record label called Tough City Records. Oh, yeah. Um, Infamous. Right around the same time. So I was basically doing both internships at the same time. Aaron Fuchs. And Tough <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Got a lot of stories about that one. <laughs> All right. So so I'm sorry. So, yeah. so you, you got a reply from Tough City, and what you didn't take the gig, or you did? No, so I did. So I was doing both internships oh, at the same okay. time, basically. Um, but Tough City ended up hiring me first. So I was at Tough City for like a year and a half before I actually was on staff at Fat Beats. Oh. But because I love Fat Beats so much, I would do so the Tough City gig nine to five during the week, and then I would just intern every weekend at Fat Beats because oh. I didn't want to leave. Gotcha. Okay. So is that how And then you... I eventually made the transition. Gotcha. So is that how you got into doing like all the Skull Snap shit? Like in 2005 was through through Tough City, or was that just completely yeah, so random? That, that was my my first official release, was that Skull Snaps shit. Okay. Um, and that happened because one of the dudes that I was working with at Tough City, who's actually a really shitty dude. Um, <laughs> he, Tell us how you had, really uh, feel about him. He had a connection to the Skull Snaps. I met the Skull Snaps, like the original members and everything. Oh, it was crazy. Shit. Wow. Um, and I did, and w- that record that we put out, Snapped, was supposedly the officially... The first officially licensed remix usage of, of Skull Snap's material. So he did a deal with them wow. where he actually legally, everybody else was just sampling their stuff and never clearing anything. And they just weren't following, you know, they weren't suing anybody. He was the first one to actually do a deal with them to use the, the record. And then I was like, yo, that's crazy. I'm the first officially licensed, you know, yeah. remix, whatever. And then I found out a year later that he actually fucked them out of the deal and never paid them. And they were wow. pissed and trying to find him and shit. <laughs> well, that sounds about like every Tough City story I've ever heard. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah, wow. Damn, that's ill, man. But still, I, that's cool, yeah. though. I mean, Steinsky was on that joint. I mean, that, that you know, yeah, yeah. All, 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 the, all bullshit aside, I mean, that's still pretty dope. I, that's pretty impressive, man. Hell yeah. That's yeah. Good shit. Now, that was for one of my first, you know, my first record ever officially released. That was a, a big thing, you know? We had yeah. that in Fat Beats, too. I remember seeing that in the store. Yeah. yeah. 
We had that yep. for real. Like yeah, I had actually forgotten sick. about that when I was going through doing the you know what the research or whatever from the interview. I'd forgotten about that record. I yeah. was like, oh yeah, shit, I completely forgotten about that. The good old days. Yeah, yeah. The good old days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, boy. All right. Uh, so 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 how'd you how'd you end up getting into uh, producing and and whatnot? Was it were you into that before you landed in New York or how'd you end yeah, up? Yeah, definitely. I mean. Okay. I, I, I got. I have to credit my older brother for most of that. Um, he was into DJing, and I, I got into it through him. And he was into produce, production more. He was doing more like electronic house sounding stuff. Um, but I basically learned about like the the software and how to actually produce through him. And uh, yeah, in high school, really, me and my friends just got really into it. We were DJing. We would freestyle all the time. Um, and, and I would try. To, basically, it started as me. DJing, my friends would come over, we'd try to freestyle over instrumentals, and then it got to the point where I was like, yo, I'm gonna try to make some records, let's record some stuff, so I got some Radio Shack shitty-ass gear and was trying to record us and stuff, and um, so yeah, I'd been doing it all through high school, but I never really took it serious as a career path until I kind of, even when I moved, when I made the decision to move to New York, I was like, I'm gonna do this, but I didn't even see it as an option. I was like, I just wanna get out of Wisconsin, I wanna get to New York, and I wanna see what's out there. And then once I was at Fat Beats and I saw people doing it for real, that's when I realized, like, oh, shit, this is a real thing. Like, I could actually do this as a living. It was January 2006. (laughs) Audible Doctor and young Jay Logic at the time worked for a fucking telemarketing company called FundMyBiz.com. Yeah, Audible made <laughs> Audible made himself get fired like George Costanza on Seinfeld would do. Yes, I got Costanza, <laughs> yo, <laughs> and said, "I'm going for this music shit. I'm just gonna work part time at Fat Beats. I'm going for this music shit from that day on." Dang. And he created a CD known and record known as Brownies. That wow. was, I made Brownies when I was it from my biz. You made it then. I don't know when it came out, but you made it then. I have the original batch you gave me. It probably has the date on it in my old ass computer. Dang. Like it was Holy definitely, shit. you Dude, made that to, shit in I January need to hire 2006. I like a fucking official <laughs> historian. I like, will be your historian. Yeah, historian. Yeah, real. <laughs> I will do it pro bono. <laughs> Yo, Audible, uh, talk, talk to us about being a hip hopper in, in Wisconsin. Yeah, and I have a follow up to not, that. Not so. from Wisconsin, yeah. but actually mm. in Wisconsin. So that was the thing. So there's, there's actually, my hometown is Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anywhere in Wisconsin that you want to be, it's Madison. Okay. It's like, it's a, it's a big college town. So it's, it's a liberal, very diverse right? mix of people. It's yeah. very liberal, open-minded. It's not as close-minded as, as the rest of the state, essentially. Um, Yo, so real, quick, around very, real quick, yeah, where was the, um, the music conference, the yearly conference that was held in Madison? I was trying to remember that the other day. They used to do the big ass uh, concerts in the park and stuff. I remember seeing Atmosphere and oh, Brother sure. Ali and like all the yeah. the Rhyme Sayers cats and the cats from like Mole Men cats from Chicago oh, coming God. up. Um, I can't remember the name of that though. Okay. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah, it was, we yeah, were it was talking a big conference they would do in Madison. In. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, yeah, and, and but that's what I was saying. So it's it's so Madison itself is very diverse. There's always a lot of influences coming in, but beyond that, it's you know two and a half hours away from Chicago and, mm. you know, an hour and a half away from Milwaukee, which is another major city in Wisconsin. Mm. It's, you know, a couple hours away from Minnesota. So we kind of were in that, the middle of this great music scene. Like everybody was always on tour somewhere. So I could see the roots. I could see Wu-Tang. I could see, you know, all of these, these major hip hop home hieroglyphics, you know, I could see mm. all these major hip hop acts coming through, whether it was in Chicago, two hours away, or it was in Minnesota or wh- whether it was in Milwaukee, you know, there's, 
there was good music and good hip hop culture was always within reach. So I never really felt like an outcast in any That's way. Dope. You know, there's a big community in my hometown, but it was, you, you know, the, the real stuff that was actually going on, like the East Coast artists, the West Coast artists, all the major artists were always within reach. Dope. Audible, wasn't there like a big early, um, it wasn't called EDM at the time, but wasn't there a big electronic music like dancing in Madison? Like there definitely was. I was yeah. my older brother was more part of that. He was um, okay. All right. I I wasn't I wasn't that up on that. I was into jungle a little bit and house a little bit, but right. there were like there was a huge rave scene in my hometown. Right, 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 um, right, right, right. And there was a big like electronic like jungle drum and bass house weird mashup scene that I'm not that familiar with because I wasn't really into it myself. Right, right, right. But yeah, so there was always your, a big music scene in my hometown. Did your brother have a flock of seagulls haircut? <laughs> was, are we talking yeah. about that type of shit? <laughs> There Bars. we go. Not that far. There not we go. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear on that. Not that far, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, Meeks and I, uh, I had the pleasure of... Uh, oh, Meeks, was that the first rave that you went to? Absolutely. First and only. I had, I had the, we had the pleasure <laughs> of... I, I DJed actually at a, at a rave in Kentucky, and, and the, the promoter actually... Uh, had at the time because Prophetics was together, right? <laughs> right. So he's like, yeah, you can come DJ, and then you know, Prophetics, Prophetics can actually perform. So we performed at this rave at some some gay club in Kentucky, and <laughs> holy Me- shit, Meeks and Mellow, <laughs> Meeks and Mellow had never been to a rave before. So you know, we're you know, we're, we're, oh, we're was wild. We're walking around, <laughs> and you know, I mean, this is. I mean, it was e puddles everywhere. E-puddles. Wow, yeah. uh, that's crazy. Shit, we almost got kicked off the bill the night before. Yes, we did. Because <laughs> I had the bright idea to spark the Philly up. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers the, are doing the club. right. right. And, the it, club. and it turns out the owner of the club was some big religious dude. Damn. But wait, well, how does that work? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to understand. Oh, that, that's that Kentucky shit. Yeah, well, I, that's what I'm trying Kentucky. to understand. We're at a rave. I can't smoke weed. You Whatever. get a you get offended, but the next night of the actual rave, everybody is stoned out right. of their They're fucking mind. Their balls off. Crazy shit's happening. And then we know the promoter so they're confiscating drugs at the door. Oh, yeah. And we end up getting wow. half of that just because <laughs> just we knew the promoter. They were like, yo, Damn. we got all this herb. Y'all want it? Uh, yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. Yes, thank please. you. <laughs> but that's another story. That's another fucking time. funny. It's Flock of Seagulls right. haircut. Flock of Seagulls haircut. There you go. Wow. All right. <laughs> so, sorry for the sidetrack there, Ottawa. Nyra. That's what happened. Great song. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, so you start. You were in a production before you before you hit New York. You were DJing, collecting records, all that. But you ended up getting what an MP or something in high school or or in college. No, so it was all from the from the time I started was all software. Oh, it was okay. Um, I had. I mean, I had the first thing I ever bought was like a Doctor Boss Ah, drum machine. There you go. um, (laughs) That old orange and black fucking piece of shit. Damn. Um, and I used to try, and I remember it had like really basic MIDI function on it. So I was like connected to this keyboard and was trying to play. It was terrible. It was, it was disgusting. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I had like a four track digital recorder and I used to try to like make beats on that. It was, it was a bit of a mess, but basically from the start, it was always software. I got into um, acid pro pretty much. Mm. Oh, in, yeah. the, in the beginning, and that's mostly what I stuck with. Gotcha. 
Right. So, 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 um, so, so when you when you got to New York, that's when you just what did you do? You just kind of doubled down on the music. You started shopping beats. I mean, what? How did you kind of get going? You know, you're you're a fat beach. You're a tough city. Like, you know, was there a first placement that kind of really got you going? Like, I, you mentioned the skull snaps bit, but like, where did you start mm. getting momentum? It's hard to say. I mean, when I got to New York um, was when I really started taking it more seriously. I did basically me and Simbo, the guy that that lived out here that was I was friends with from from Wisconsin. um, We did an entire album, like produced, recorded, mixed, got it mastered. Um, We had vinyl singles that we pressed up, everything. Um, And I remember bringing it basically to Eclipse, DJ Eclipse, who was managing Fat Beats at the time. And being like, yo, this is our album. Like, I'm really about this, blah, blah, blah. Let me know what you think. And he basically was like, yo, this shit's garbage. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and I was like, what? He was like, yeah, no, this shit, this shit's... He was like, yo, you should probably go back to Wisconsin with this shit. Um, God damn, <laughs> and it, it, really? And it, it, was, Brutal. it was harsh. I mean, he didn't say it in those words, but basically that's what he meant. Um, <laughs> and it was harsh at the time, but it, it was true. Like, it, it really sounded like some kid from Wisconsin that was trying to make hip-hop music, right. you know? Um, and it made me kind of step back and reevaluate what was going on in New York and, and, and in hip-hop mm, in general okay. and my influences and, and, and kind of reevaluate how to approach the whole thing. So that's what it was. I basically was at Fat Beats. Um, and just studying like i know jay said the same thing but fat beats really was just like a school mm-hmm, yeah. of you know hip-hop history and and what goes on in the culture and and essentially rules that no longer exist but like rules of what's what's acceptable what adds value to the culture what takes weight value from the culture um so yeah i spent a lot mm. of time basically studying and working on, on different things and artists would come in the store at shop beats and nothing would land it, you know it was it was my essentially my graduate program of, of figuring out how to submit to people and building relationships and figuring out what works in the industry and what, you know, what I do, what, what my strengths are. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I I've think... done a lot of different productions for different artists and obviously we formed Brown Bang, we've been doing stuff. I think the first placement that really put me in a position where I was like, Oh, okay. People actually give a shit now was probably the Joel Ortiz, um, battle cry. That was probably my biggest early on placement that kind of shifted my view like oh okay people give a shit you know right it was november of 2000 and i don't know wait, i'm just kidding I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, but i remember I waiting for that date. I remember, <laughs> oh i remember that no i remember that date i was actually gonna say something else the shit that i that i noticed starting the buzz for you before brownies was for your solo shit you know what i'm saying before and this is not a placement yeah. thing but this was the shit that i saw buzzing skull snaps was a thing it was happening but the shit i saw buzzing yeah. for you was the outcast remix mixtape you did that people were oh, fucking loving right. oh you know what that I, I think that's the first people time were i heard about that in new york actually that Cats wow. were, yo people were being told to come to fat beats to buy this they, they're like not even hip-hop heads really and they're like is this fat Beats? is this the place to get that outcat like they were fucking with it like wow. that and he was the only one out of all of us like brown bag was not even a thought yet so it was like out of all the homies that were a part of fat beats that were younger he was the first one to get to that pop. to get that buzz yeah right. we were like I was like, damn, yo, Raycon wow. killed it on this joke. Like, that was an inside joke between me and Audible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he had fucking, he had some real dope uh, remake. The whole shit was fire. And that was, I think Eclipse was fucking with that heavy too, right? Like that was, that probably got yeah, his attention yeah. outside of your shit That's you were right. doing with Simbo. That's that was what right. no, I noticed. Yes. 
I, f- I totally forgot about that shit. Yo, Audible, going back to the Joel Ortiz <laughs> placement, um, was that a situation where you actually went, y'all, you two went in and worked together? Um, to no, that happen? was a uh, completely fucked up situation. Okay. Um, <laughs> that beat I gave to, I don't even know if I should name names. I mean, you can, but I understand if you don't want um, to. So that beat we I don't gave give a fuck. to another more prominent, younger hip-hop artist that's doing his thing right now, um, well before anybody knew who he was. And, uh, and his he was is? at some studio recording to it. And one of Joel's people who shall not be named apparently was in that same studio, <laughs> popped his head in the room, was like, yo, what beat is this? And this kid that was recording was like, oh, it's this dude, blah, blah, blah. It was a beat tape. It was off a of beat tape that I just released, like a free beat tape I was giving out. Crackers. And, um, and then Joel's people were like, oh, that's dope, whatever. And then ended up finding me, emailing me, hitting me up through my website. And then and uh, hit me up like, yo, we want to use this beat. And that's how that deal happened. Mm. I had no idea any of that happened until afterwards. And this kid came back around like, yo, I was recording. He even sent me his version of, of that of my joint. I didn't know oh, that yo, I was recording and this dude stole it out. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to hear that. Please, please but, name a name. Yeah. Say one name. At least. I can't. You can't. I, you don't don't really do wanna, I don't want to do it. That's say, good yeah. etiquette. Oh, yeah, that is good etiquette. Nice, nice guy. Etiquette. Yeah, I have He's good right, etiquette. You're, you're a nice learned guy. Something. Yeah. Audible, Audible nice Doctor's got great hip-hop etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk further after we stop recording. <laughs> I've got to know. I've got to so, know. So Audible, yeah, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think Joel's people had, I mean, I don't think Joel had any knowledge that this happened. Um, oh, probably not. Yeah. But I know that I, I know that, that was basically the story behind the whole situation. So okay. was this Aftermath time? Like when he was signed to Aftermath Audible? or This was pre-Aftermath. This was, oh, um, okay. I think he was... Still, this is when he was doing the mixtape run. Like, oh no, this was this is post this was like right the before he left. What was it? The brick was he doing all? Oh those? yeah, yeah. Is this that... is after the brick. It was right? after. It was right after the brick. So this album. So he okay. put out like a free project right before he right before the album. The album was called Free Agent, and that that was the whole thing. He was oh, finally that's right, free. That's right. That's right. From his previous record deal, um, it was before Aftermath, but it was it was kind of in that era. But yeah, I think gotcha. it was, I think it was spring 2010. By the way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or fall spring or fall 2010 no, you were sure. really a fucking savant with this I just, I just I remember because yeah. brown bag had a show that night <laughs> to this guy. and i remember being on stage and just fucking blaze tweeted something like something to, you probably know the tweet better than me audible because it was about you but just blaze wrote shouts <laughs> yeah. to this guy at audible doctor for having beat of the fucking season in all capitals about God, that beat oh, yeah and shit. he fucking didn't even i don't think the audible even knew that happened yet and he was like en route to the show and we fucking said it on stage and he was like, yeah, I just heard about that. Oh, Some shit, shit like that. Oh, so that's really? why I remember it. It was in the fall, I think, actually. And Tappy just closed. The store just closed. So. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you guys were both on wow. the production shit like at the same time you guys kind of met and were interning or like? Yes. And we were a group that never recorded a song together, actually. <laughs> we started a group yep. called The Underwriters where we both MC and produced. And we started, to, we huh. started a song over one of my beats. We kind of wrote a verse. Rise up. And then, yeah, Rise Up was the name of the hook. Yeah. That was the hook, I mean. Okay. Name of the joint. And we never actually, rec- we did like voice memos before f- iPhones were out. So we did them like shittily and played them for each other and then never recorded a song. And then one day we're probably going to make a record, you know what I mean? But that's, that'll be when we're like 90. So uh, so you so you guys were both, rhy- you were both rhyming and making beats. 
for okay. a non-existent kind of group, this, yes. But right, yes, gotcha. we were actually, yeah. As, yeah, as human beings, Okay, yes. okay, gotcha, okay. <laughs> yeah, we were in, uh, like I said, I, was, I did that basically album with my friend, um, that eclipse shit it all over and made me reevaluate everything. Um, Jay was in not a similar situation because their music was dope, but he was in a, a group, oh, another group at the time too. That that for whatever reason was like a lot of when Brown Bag came together, we were in kind of we were just leaving essentially separate groups. Yes, um, what group was this? My group. Approaching making music solo wise when we kind of met. That's exactly what happened. Like my group was Kill World, aka TNK, and uh, my homie Jesse Mechanic from Antics was in it. Oh, my man yeah. Haiku who taught me how to make beats. And uh, and Goo and my homie Mage as well, but, uh, okay. but Goo was in that group. That was the group that I was in with Goo gotcha. pre Brown Bag, and gotcha. and we were me and Audible were real tight. Like he even like produced a joint for me for a solo endeavor that never I never ended up doing it. I didn't have the balls to do solo shit. Yet. That's right. I still have that beat. That beat was dope. Actually, I might have to fuck with it now. That's like, totally years later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were both in a place where our groups were kind of like uh. we're still fucking with them as people, but like nobody was really going as hard. So we kind of were like, hey, for fun, let's do some songs or some shit. You know what I mean? Like that's. That was right. kind of like maybe the start of it or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yo, yo, Audible, you know, um, stranger to getting props from people that we consider top shelf producers. Uh, can you talk about um, Large Pro giving you some props oh, a couple yeah. of different times? Yeah, that was uh, that came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was dope because I was I was I was at Fat Beats one day. Um, so I'm, let me just say this. So I met Large Pro prior to, to him saying something about me. I met him one time at Fat Beats. It was the Killer Shot in-store, RIP Killer Shot. Oh, wow, um, Large Pro was there. I handed him this instrumental project that I did called Brownies. Just a, just a CD. I, he literally didn't, he nodded at me. I was like, yo, I just want to, you know, take you a time to or whatever. And he just like nodded and walked away. And that was the extent of our conversation. Um, so good. And then, like, months later, Marco Polo comes in, because uh, he used to come out the store a lot, and he was like, yo, uh, Large Pro, shout out to you on Hot 97. What? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you, what are you, why would he shout me out? Whatever. And he's like, yeah, he was on Rosenberg's show. He shouted you out. And I was like, wow. what the fuck are you talking about? And this was around the time that Michael Rappaport was filming the Tribe documentary. Um, and he came in a couple weeks later and was like, yo, yeah, I interviewed Large Pro for the Tribe documentary. He shouted you out. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you, what are you, like these random ass people telling me this shit. So good. Um, but yeah, basically what happened was I basically gave him, gave him the instrumental uh, project and he apparently really liked it. And he was just, he's one of those dudes, a lot of the older generation is like this, where if they like what you should do, it doesn't matter if you have connections, it doesn't matter if you had a conversation, you know, it's, it's not about networking or anything political it's like if they like what you do they just support it you know eclipse is very much the right, same way premiere right, right. is very much the same way right. um so that was really it he liked the project and he just started shouting me out everywhere and and our kind of our relationship kind of built from there dope that's dope that's ill you've had yeah. a lot you've had a lot of run-ins with some of the greats here man <laughs> some of the greats oh, damn man, man. fucking fat beats. yeah i've been lucky was, was i've been lucky game, wasn't it? fat beats oh we we shoveled some shit to be able to stand in that room. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, know, I know we talked to Jay about that before. I mean, that shit was just just oh, yeah. everything for y'all, right? Yeah, I mean, it's Audible. Magic, yeah, man. the picture Audible painted about like his remember his like take on what Fat Beats was like the yeah. me- that me- that memory or whatever yeah. of it. Shit, I yeah. he articulated that perfectly because that's that was the vibe. I don't care if somebody's from fucking Poland or. 
down the block or whatever, like these motherfuckers all came in with the same, like it was super rare where somebody came in who wasn't ahead. You know what I'm saying? That was right. like, that yeah. was, if they're, if they do come in, they don't hang, like they fucking dip. You know what I mean? They can't hang with the people being like, Oh, is that the new Mad Lib and dropping knowledge and right. being a geek about hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like we really yeah. fucking loved that shit. You know, Yo, I don't know for sure, but I guarantee without a shadow of a doubt <laughs> that there's no, Stories like that about Fat Beats Atlanta. <laughs> Damn, uh, I heard some things. Yeah, no, I, I didn't bet you I didn't, did. I didn't really actually. <laughs> that, well, was pre, that was pre, pre me and Mark. It wasn't that. much. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, that shit closed like what year? In the late nineties? Oh, it or? closed when I got here. Right? That was in the nineties, no? Or two thousand? No, no, no. I got here and it closed 2000? down like a year later. No yeah. shit. <laughs> two thousand. Yeah, 2000? yeah. It was, it was literally like a year or something. Totally different thing. Different thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think I was there once. I couldn't see it being the same as New York. Just from I the heard, vibe. Well, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be. But I, I mean, couldn't it, see you know, it being like the my Atlanta. fondest, my fondest, not even my fondest memory, but my most memorable memory of mm. being in Fat Beats Atlanta. Uh, I was in there. Phone rang. Uh, person behind the counter who I won't name. He was like, "Yo, you got to be shitting me." He was like, "For real? That's fucked up." Appreciate the call. Hung up. Damn. He was like, "Yo, Big Pond just passed away." Oh wow! God damn, yeah. man, that is not wow. the story I thought you were gonna yeah, tell. Yeah, oh, you yeah. were, oh, you're talking about February seventh, two thousand. Exactly. Yeah, too. The day after my birthday. That's what I remember. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was like. I was I was in Fat Beats Atlanta when I heard that and I I left right out. I was like, that's fucked up. I need to get out of here. Damn, that's, <laughs> Damn. that's some bullshit. I'll tell you what, I only went to Fat Beats New York one time and I've told this story a trillion times and a trillion times on this podcast, but it really was fucking magical when I went, man. Oh. Uh, it was probably uh let's see, what did I write? I graduated from college in ninety nine, so it would have been summer of ninety eight. And I walk in and uh I'm with E. Egon at the time, mm-hmm. or Egon now still, but at the time, it, you know, we were, you know, he was no one. Anyway, we get there, and uh, Sinus is there. Oh, okay. Cutting up uh, yep. MF Doom's uh, first 12-inch on Fondalum. Shit. Uh, fucking uh, the Scooby-Doo shit and the fucking uh, I know gastrols and all that shit. Yeah, dope. I walk in, Sinus is there cutting that shit up, and fucking... Uh, Total Eclipse is sitting on the the Damn. ledge there, you know, with the yeah, window that faces yeah. whatever whatever street yep. that is. Sixth Avenue, yeah, Sixth <laughs> Avenue, and uh, and fucking Rock Raid is there. Damn, yeah. Wow. So, dude, I walk Damn. into this motherfucker. I'm dude, the fucking I'm executioners all hanging I, out and shit. I, I literally, I literally, literally, I've never thought this. Before. I walk into this motherfucker. I'm like, I could literally die right now, and I would be <laughs> totally be okay with it. In the so late nineties, geez, that's so. I, I'm trying my best not to just stare at Sinister as he is completely fucking this record up. <laughs> and then Eclipse and Raida are on the on the ledge laughing their ass off because that fucking Doom flip Scooby Doo. So like, you know, <laughs> so Sinister is like Sinister is like cutting the shit up and they're laughing their ass off, but Sinister is fucking ripping it. Yeah. You know, and I just I my brain is exploding. You're so like, then what I'm, is happening? Yeah, I'm like, what is going on That's right crazy. now? And you know, Egon's with me and so he sees this shit all the time because right. he's you know he's from there. Like, yeah, yeah. It's regular shit to him. 
So I'm like looking at, I'm trying to look at records while Sinister is doing this shit, and these guys are fucking <laughs> laughing their ass off. And then Rada just out of nowhere comes over and introduces himself to me. Dude. Shakes my hands. Wow. How are you doing? I'm That's just like, awesome. oh my God, like what in That's the fuck dope. is going on? Damn, you right had the now? best first experience yeah. in Fat Beats Yo, ever. I think I dropped like $500 in Fat Beats probably because of Damn. that experience like alone, man. That I was just a, such a fucking Yo, great The first day. time I was in oh, Fat man. Beats, uh, Percy P was outside. Damn. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I went upstairs and um, it was one of the CMJ. I think it was CMJ 2000, maybe. Oh, was I with you there? Yeah. Uh, I came up later. Yeah, but no, nah, you was there, but you was somewhere I else. Go to Fat Beach. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. and Melo was up in there and Mr. Lift bought my vinyl. Oh, shit. Right there. Oh, wow. damn. I forgot yeah. about that. Right store. there on the store. On the store floor, man, and I just was like, I'm good. That's I can dope. go home right now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, he went in his pocket. He was like, that's you? I was like, yeah. Pat, 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 pat. Wow. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. I was like, no, thank you, Seriously. motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's dope. Like, <laughs> let me leave now. This shit <laughs> You're leaving a high note? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> leave on a high note. It yeah. can't <laughs> get no better than that. Yo, yo, shouts out to Fat Beats, man. Fuck that. Yes. Yeah. Please and thank real. you. Yeah. Absolutely. For real. Yeah, man. So so Ottawa after Fat Beats kind of uh, sh- uh, shut down. What, did you, did, wh- what was kind of your plan? Because Jay and I have talked about this a few times, like on and off air, about you know how you guys kind of retooled after you know that place shut down and mm-hmm. like what not. Mm-hmm. Like what what was kind of your, mean, your game plan after that? Uh, it was it was weird because Fat Beats being well I ended up after the store closed. I ended up at the, the headquarters. I was running Porn. the website for a period Porn. of time. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What happened? Porn. Porn. He, he did porn. porn. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, I made my, my debut into the, the world of adult film. Um, sorry. Sorry for that one. Sorry to no. derail this. <laughs> um, no. nah, so, yeah, after, after the store closed, I was actually at the, the still within the company at, at the headquarters doing oh, okay. the website for, for a little while before fin- eventually finally leaving. But, um, but that was the weird thing about the store was it was this weird – kind of catch 22 where you're you're surrounded by these like-minded people in the culture you're seeing the culture you're you're hearing it you're talking about it all day long um but at the same time being in that environment and and having it be your job and working long days you, you it was so draining that it kind of at a certain point started prohibiting me from actually being able to make my own music like i got kind of uh, in a weird like burnout run where I was, yeah. yeah i was burnt out basically yep. burnt me out so it was harder huh. to make my own stuff and, and produce for other people, and it, it wasn't it wasn't coming as easily as it had been before. Um, so when it closed, as much as it sucks, it kind of put me in a position where I was refreshed and kind of starving for that same culture. So it kind of made me go harder with the music, you know, yeah, it kind yeah, of yeah. kicked really me in that. the gear because it was like I'm not in this environment anymore. I can't just coast. Right. Like I actually have to to put the work in now, so right. it was, I couldn't it was say a blessing better. in disguise, kind of. <laughs> right, right. That's mm. yo. You really like again articulated that shit beyond what I could because I I tried explaining that to like a little homie that he actually grew up. Uh, Devin Malik, shouts to him. He grew up listening to Brown Bag. As funny as that is, uh, and he was like, wow. he's like, well, you know, but he's tell, five years old. He uh, he was eleven. He's nineteen <laughs> now. You know what I'm saying? Like he was eleven years old listening to fucking Brown Bag. That's crazy. Would now you have ever wow. imagine that in your wildest dreams? No. And he's from here. Right? He's from fucking Atlanta, dude. From fucking Atlanta. Yeah, and born and raised. He follows us too. I know. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. dope. He's I dope. met him. He's a good yeah, kid. He's yeah, well, dope. He got him records at, uh, and shit coming are, out. I can't remember. What he smoked great weed. He smokes a lot of good weed. That guy. 
But I know I never smoked with him. But yeah. for long story short, he grew up the kids. Man. I was trying to explain. Yeah. <laughs> I was explaining to him like where I really hit the ground running was after Fat Beats, and like he said, a catch twenty two is really what it was because you because you missed the fucking store, but you feel refreshed being like I have to fucking do this shit because we were doing brown bag and we had vinyl out like labels were putting out vinyl for us here and there, and we had cats from around the fucking world sometimes come in and be like, can you autograph this? And they knew who we were. And again, we worked there for years being behind that counter and not a fucking person from down the block, from where our hometown is, anything, even knew who we were. Wow. So like we only experienced uh, yeah. it towards the very tail end of Fat Beats, like having a little bit of a name through the brown bag shit. And then you start seeing right. Audible Doctor and J57 popping up doing records because we were going a lot harder after that shit. You right, know? Right, I, like right. I had writer, I'm sure Audible remembers this. I had bad writer's block the whole last year that Fat Beats sold, 2010 for the most part. I couldn't even write a fucking bar. Yeah. I couldn't really? even write. I was so fucked up. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Something about it. Some weird shit. But, but you're ap- still making beats though? I was making beats. I'm not writing. I had no problem making beats, but I couldn't write a fucking lyric to save my life. I was too in my own head or some shit. I don't know what it was. Then in 2011, I changed my whole shit up. Like I ended up hitting my 10,000 hours, all that shit. But, but he was uh-huh. right though. We kind of like, I didn't realize he was like that too, but I was in, the, in that place myself. Like he was saying, where you kind of just feel like stuck almost and right. and like you're coasting yeah. and you're seeing all your homies albums coming out and all this shit and hmm. we were starting to have that but then we really hit the shit fucking hard in 2010 2011 right. and then 2012 13 is when you see a lot of shit from me and him so it makes a lot yeah, of sense yeah that's what i yeah. started hearing about you guys honestly yeah like, I, I wasn't up on you guys early yeah. there's uh, that, that that's for sure but I, yeah I we were new york only sense. before yeah, that yeah, like yeah, only yeah. new york like tri-state yeah. fucking knew who we were at that R- point you right, know? right right yeah. right 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 don't and so, how many how many people had jobs or had were interns at Fat Beats and didn't do shit with it? I can't even count how many. <laughs> a lot. I can't even count. A lot. Countless. It's got to be countless. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Can and they you could. You know, they could. A lot of people were making um, shit. I mean, Audible could co-sign this. Like ninety-five percent of the people that interned there were a DJ or a rapper or a producer or some shit that has to do with creativity. Like right. it was very rare where we had a homie come in. and He's like. I'm just here to play records and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit was not really yeah, the right, case. It was right. an ulterior motive. I feel like which Pedro was, was the only one. Yeah, Pedro. Shouts to Pedro. He was the only one Pedro that was, was a fucking fan. One. He just wanted to meet his idols. And he's like, large pro, blah, blah, Like, he was just so geeked to meet the, his idols. And everybody else is like a DJ or whatever. And they really didn't fucking hustle. You know what I'm saying? Right, we, a lot of right, them did. Yeah, some right. did. And you, and you know who they are now, kind of. But right, right. some of them really did. And I was like, how the fuck are you not, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Taking advantage. That? Yeah. yeah. That shit's so interesting. Yeah. Man. Wow. Yeah. Lead a horse to water. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Can't make them think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, Audible, what, what's, what's, what's the latest and greatest with you, man? Like, you've, uh, let's see, uh, the, the last thing, the last couple of things I've seen have been uh, the Soul Slap shit, volume one and two. I see this yeah. Davenport grime shit that you produced. Like, what's yep. what's going on with the latest and greatest? We've been talking about a lot of history stuff, but let's catch everybody up to speed with what you're kind of you're doing now and what's going to happen the rest so, of this year. So yeah, I have like I'm I'm similar to Jay in that I always have like three or four projects that are pretty much done that who knows when they're coming out. Um, but yeah, like the last couple of years. I looked it up the other day, actually. Like the last solo project that I released was like two years ago. Outside of these, this most recent two, was like two years ago. And it's because I didn't think about it at the time, but I've been working on licensing stuff for TV and film. Um, Yo, your licensing game now. is crazy, dude. You're, like, it's, 
it, it makes me want to get cable back in the house. You're you're <laughs> you're you're on every channel. Like yeah. I've, I'm I'm sitting here looking at this and I'm thinking I probably heard your shit and didn't even know it. You definitely have. Wow. No, you definitely have. Well, Audible. Why did you decide to double down on that? Like what 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 made you kind of focus on that? What, what, was uh, it a was that, it a check uh, that you like that yeah, came in the mail honestly, one day and you're like God what, damn like that's that's all it is cool. Is, that's where the money is, straight up. Mm. That's that's where the money is. Um, Let's stay right it, there it, for a minute. That's that's where the money is. What are what are, <laughs> what, are what are we what are we talking about exactly? I'm like I don't want to get all in your pocket, but <laughs> but but, but I'll, so I'll say I'll say it like this. I'm not going to give you numbers, um, but just in general in the music industry, as someone who's a creative. Light, music licensing is one of the sides of the industry that you will be able to make a comfortable living off of hmm. as as an artist or a creative. Um, if you're trying to be an artist, a rapper, or a producer, or a DJ, it's a lot more work with far less payoff, um, unless you end up being a superstar, which is rare. No shit. If you want to be an, an average you know, middle tier. If you want to be talented, you know, I'm looking to be, yeah, middle tier. To be I'm looking to be as <laughs> mediocre as possible. Yeah. Actually, my, yeah. actually, my, <laughs> my rap name is MC mediocre. Exactly. exactly. No, but that's, it's really just a side of the industry that, um, it's confusing and it's kind of shadowy. Not a lot of people really understand how, it, how it works. It's very uh, connection, like like everything. It's all networking and connections to get into that side of it. But it really is is you know there's certain things. So think about it like this: I could literally do a track and have it used for fifteen to thirty seconds and make a hundred grand. You know, it's Damn, that kind Gina. of teach me. There's still that kind of money at play. <laughs> no one's doing that right. as as an artist at my level. You know, like in the in the actual performance right, right. on a, a real artist side, you know? That's some bank. So who taught you that? Or, 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 or when did you realize that? I mean, I've known it for a minute. I never really... <laughs> so, funny thing about how I got into licensing. Um, I was aware of it for a while. I was I was familiar with it. I didn't really... And I'd been picking people's brains that had done stuff and, and kind of trying to figure out how it worked. Um, my first... So I've been thinking about it for years, but I never really jumped into it because I didn't know where to start. My first kind of foray into it was because at Fat Beats, we had a lot of different shows from MTV, BET, VH1 or whatever. They would film inside the store because it looked so dope that they, people loved using it as a backdrop for whatever scene they were shooting for a reality show or whatever they were doing. So whenever they would come in, they'd get the contact information just to you know continue networking, etc. So years later, I want to say it was after Fat Beats closed even. Um, I was just going through my Rolodex because I keep an old school rope. No, I don't. But, um, but I was just basically going through my contact info. Like, I want to get into licensing. I don't even know how to do it. So I started reaching out to people that I knew in the TV film world and was like, just cold emailing people like, yo, what's up? Um, you might remember me from Fat Beats. I met you, blah, 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 blah. And I was literally making stuff up because I told you I have a bad memory. So I would <laughs> literally make up. Like, I found some, some woman to contact the info for BET. And I hit her like, hey, whatever your name is, how you doing? Uh, it's been a long time. I met you at, Fa- at Fat Beats when you filmed something, blah, blah, blah. Kept it as general as possible. Had no idea who this one was. And I was like, hey, it's, you know, I hope you're doing well. I was just wanted to reach out because I make music and I was wanted to see how to go about submitting music for your 
for BET, etc. She played along. She has no idea who the fuck I am. She's like, oh, it's so good to hear from you. Yeah, blah, blah. And then passed me off to the person Fake who does all the TV licensing. Fake shit. Damn, Yo. she got you in the so door. The chick, so the chick that does the licensing thought I was like good friends with this chick and was like, oh, hey. She straight up just set me up and told me how to submit stuff. And, and that was like my first foray into licensing. Yo, what's, what's so wild? He bum rushed that motherfucker, man. That's so wild about that? Is there was a time, and I know from personal experience, we we know this. There was a time where all it took was an email to somebody at BET, and you could get your shit on. That's yep. right. That's right. Yep. I was on yep. a beach at Margaritaville. That's Jimmy Buffett shit. Oh right? my god, yeah. that's so good. In Jamaica, <laughs> that's so good. Watching the prophetics. Video that's right, premiere yeah. on BET. Damn, that's cool. Because wow. because I I left the house one morning, and I told my wife, you know what? If you want to do something for me today, <laughs> get get my prophetics video on BET. No, no, I have not that's heard amazing. this part of the story. Yo, How do I not amazing. know this? Yo, I don't I don't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Um, so good. I don't know if she was expecting at the time. Something, something. She was just at home for a minute, and Man, fuck it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna and I was out. like, you know what? If you want to do something productive for me today, get this prophetic video on BET. Damn, she was like, I'm on it. Talking she, shit. Does she she do was PR? like, I'm, I'm on it. Talking I didn't have, I didn't have no names. <laughs> I didn't have no names. Nothing. And I, t- I I left that with her one day, and I shit you not, a week, two weeks later, um, you need to send this to. I'm like, what? send it for what? <laughs> <laughs> they gonna they gonna play the video? I'm like, get the fuck out of here! I'm like, when they gonna play the video? Um, they said sometime in April. We was giving our, wow. our anniversary is in April. Come to find out is at my anniversary weekend, my shit is airing on BET. Yeah. And I'm in yeah, I'm in wild. I'm in Ocho Rios and uh the bitch at, at the at the resorts <laughs> lied and said they had BET on their TVs. The bitch lied. And we had to get a cab and go to Margaritaville. And I told the motherfuckers at the beach bar that wow. my video was getting ready to come on and you need to change the channel. And they changed the channel on every TV at Margaritaville. Wow. And the prophetic shit was bumping. Why do That's I so dope. And we wow. was on the beach dancing our ass nice. off. I'm just like, yo, that was a time where you could do anything with BET. I, I imagine right now... Not so much. <laughs> oh yeah, that's dope. Though. Yeah, the game's definitely changed. If you got if you got one email address, you was in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You really were. Yeah. I can speak to that person. I've never thought about that. Yeah, but that it's really shit true. was the funniest, crazy. The the funniest part about the chick that I emailed was she was like the fifth person that I emailed. All the other ones bounced. <laughs> that's oh, crazy. Oh, that's crazy. All it takes is one. Yeah, all it yeah, took yeah. was a yep. one. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Damn, crazy. that's ill. Yeah. yeah, your licensing is oppressive, dude. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it's it's just I, I don't I don't I don't recall ever seeing Get licensing paper, credentials bro. like that with anybody we've talked to up to this point. 
And we've been doing this shit for almost two years, yeah. man. This shit is crazy. The Audible Paper Chaser. Yeah. Now, so, now, Audible, exactly. how, how, how are you getting So, So you, I'm assuming you started out sample-based. So did you did you make a, a move to non-sample-based or just flipping it to the point of no recognition? Or how, how are you dealing with all that? So that so that's a big part of it. And that's why you, you hear what I've done licensing-wise, but you'll never know it's me. Like I was saying, you could be watching TV. You definitely heard my stuff, but you're not going to know it's me because it is – there's no samples. Um, okay. so I, I intentionally very much separated my like artist stuff, what I do under my actual artistic name and then what I do for licensing companies and, and then right. for film and TV. Um, I've always been able to play a little bit. I've always played around with sample free stuff. I just kind of really like sample based music. So when I release stuff myself and there's records that I have out that, that you may not even notice are sample free. Um, but for the most part, when I release stuff myself, I just love samples. So I always use samples, but I've been able to do sample free stuff forever. Um, and I've been kind of expanding on it more recently with all the licensing stuff, but I've always done sample free stuff. I just choose to push the sample based stuff because that's what I love. So is that an, are you doing like, um, like, are you doing some really like, uh, you know, uh, out there shit? Like, you know, you're doing EDM and fucking, you know, fist pump shit. And like, we just don't know it or, nah. or is it still like, no, nah, it's nothing. Okay. It's, all right. It's nothing that's that far of a stretch. Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. Okay. It's not. It's not that far of a departure from my sound. It just is a little bit different. Like okay. there's okay, gotcha. definitely some more trap influence sounding oh, stuff in it, but it's gotcha. not straight okay. up trap beats. Gotcha. Oh, um, okay. But like for example, the Davenport <laughs> Davenport Grimes EP that I did, that's all sample free. Oh, okay. Um, Dav is gotcha. dope, man. I fucked so with Dav. So it's like a weird kind of mix. I'm doing more like kind of R and B sounding, some straight up boom bap sounding stuff. But like a lot it. of it is R and B, and kind of more of that vibe, more instrumentation kind of thing. I really like those beats a lot, man. I mean, I already told you that. Thank you. <laughs> I already told you. Thank that. you. What's up, with, what's up with the Davenport Grimes <laughs> shit, Audible? Like, tell us about tell us about it, that because that's that's fairly new. That just came out, right? Yeah, that just came out. So, so yeah, I never even finished my story. So, like oh, last sorry. couple of years, I've been doing so much licensing stuff um, that I started getting hit up by fans like, "Yo, why are you not doing anything?" Because they have no idea that I'm making licensing music. They just know that I haven't released a solo project in a long time. Okay. Um, so that was kind of what, in the last like month or two, I released three projects, essentially. It's like the Davenport Grimes EP uh, and the Tool Soul Slaps thing. And that was more just for my fans, like, yo, I'm, I'm not dead, guys. I'm still here. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and I have a lot of more stuff on the way, but I just kind of felt bad for like taking essentially like a two-year hiatus as far as my fans view it, you know? Um, but the Davenport Grimes stuff is, he's, it's one of my homies that I, I uh, grew up with back in Wisconsin, um, he has a very weird kind of relationship with, uh, music in general. So he doesn't really promote himself or even like kind of let people know that he does music or call me back. Um, he doesn't call me back. So fuck that? That guy. He, or call me, he doesn't know how to call me back either, by the way, I've noticed over time. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he never calls me back. He's not about that callback life. No, nope. not about that callback life. <laughs> Um, Yo, is he as grimy as his name would 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 lead us to think? That's an ill name. Yeah, not it? at all. But that name is dope. I have to say, he's a really nice dude. But that name is fucking super dope. He's not that nice. And it actually adds to the allure because you don't. Nobody really knows who he is. So that does you he have crazy. Oh, yeah, man, crazy man. I seen him like shank six people. Man, he's nuts. I seen him shank six people. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm just picturing somebody with cornrows right now. Does he does corn he braid rose. his hair? 
That's him. That's definitely him. <laughs> That's him. Yo, I listened to a joint before the interview started, and it's it's uh, shit hard. It's, it's quite impressive. It's very impressive. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're doing a full album. Um, he's he's been. I mean, anytime I need him for something, he's always, he's like my go-to guy for hooks and shit. Because I'll, I'll literally just be like, I need something. He's like, I got you. Just do it real quick. That's um, dope. But he, I've been kind of pushing him for a minute about doing an actual project because he he likes to sing and likes to record and stuff, but he doesn't. He's not really trying to push himself as an artist. You gotta always have um, a go-to guy, man. If you guys need a verse for that, let me yeah. know, fam. But he doesn't even hit me back, so he's probably not gonna ask me. He just yeah. he's not gonna ask me to be on the record. I'm just gonna debo my way on. Just send me one of the tracks with a 16 open. I just want to do background on. vocals. Yeah, for, he's like, oh wait, you, you're, you're one of Audible's friends. No fucking way. Yeah, I'm not doing guy. shit for Audible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. Exactly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I gotta say, I gotta, is he as grimy as his name? That's a bar. I gotta say, Audible, um, what I do love are the track names to Soul Slaps 1 and 2. Yeah. Meeks and I, so, so we, we use volume one for our, you know, for our talk beds uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, hold yeah. on, I, I, I've got, let me rattle them off here real quick. Uh, let's see here. From volume one, uh, I think I was supposed to do a oh, joint with yeah. Mr. Live this one. Wait, let's see. A- AG was supposed to be on this one, but I like the follow through. That's yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, that's my yeah, favorite one. And then uh, let's see here. Uh, always like this one, but it never fit a project. So yeah, if, if it couldn't get any better, Meek, so here's volume two. We haven't used this one yet. Any- oh, shit. We're going to use this one tonight. Okay. Let's see here. So they're they're not they're not a numeric order, but basically he he names them numbers. So so the first one is (laughs) well, let's see for for example, track four, and this will be track four. Uh, Let's see here, (laughs) definitely four with a with a one in front of it for track fourteen. Let's see what else. This will be track two. I mean, the sarcasm. Yo, seven, definitely seven. Yup, that was the seven. (laughs) Twelve. Audible. Twelve. Audible. Audible. Twelve. Are you what's what's your vice, Audible? Are you are yeah, you a, are a you a stoner? A do you drink? What is, what is it? How do you come up with this I shit? Watch, what's, he watches fucking Aqua Teen Hunger Force, bro. <laughs> I do. Don't tell me that. I no, do. for real. I have on on brownies there's a there's a fucking song named Hand Banana. Yo, my favorite episode. <laughs> favorite episode. <laughs> Favorite. And banana. <laughs> He's been doing these titles. You know what? He's the, been doing the, these titles. The only thing that's popping in my head right now is, if I'm not mistaken, I vividly, I'm seeing pictures of Binkus Rex performing with Aqua Teen Hunger Force Oh, yeah, right absolutely. No, uh, no <laughs> doubt about it. Like that should have I see the fries. I, I, I see the, the I see the 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 shake, and I see <laughs> I see my homie Jax Flux and Killer Calm rapping bars. Yeah, man. You know, the, you know the funniest thing about that. This That's is a, crazy. this is a random one. Is that I so um, man, my shout uh, out to Atlanta, man. No I'm doubt. You, I'm gonna tell you the last couple of weeks. Somebody is trying to make me fall back in love with Atlanta all over oh, again, yeah. man. I'm, I'm, man. This shit is crazy, man. Well, this I was just getting ready to crazy. tell you. So, so, uh, my, you know, a good portion of my life that uh, that, that pays the bills is actually in the kind of the media entertainment industry on the on the television and video side. 
And I actually, um, at one time, the guys that were that were doing all the post production for Aqua Teen Hunger Force, they were actually a client of mine at one oh, time. Oh shit, that's crazy! And I remember vividly going to see these guys, and they, they were in a like just a, a shithole of an office, you know, <laughs> putting this thing together. And the craziest thing is, is at the time they were putting this together with an application that you should not have been putting it together with at the time. But it was some like old, old version of Adobe after. I mean, this is some real nerd shit. Anyway, <laughs> I just remember being there in the room and seeing this the Aqua Teen Hunger Force shit. And I'm like, what in the fuck are these guys doing? Like, they're getting paid for this? Oh, like, so how good. does this work? And then fast forward 12 to 18 months later, and these guys are in these big fucking, you know, fat ass warehouses on. Uh, on the on on the west side, like yeah, on man. fucking uh, you know, on Howell Mill, the yeah, north side, yeah. and then the fucking Adult Swim pops up, and the next yeah. thing you know, they're responsible yep. for fucking run the jewels. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah shit is crazy. Yo, crazy. man, it's so crazy. wild. All dude. that shit is right here in Atlanta. So and, wild, and man. that is Audible Doctor's yep. Vice, that, that television that, right? show. <laughs> it's Aquatine <laughs> That's why he gets TV placements. That's why he makes good music. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yo, I don't know. I don't know why or where I was, but I think a couple of weeks ago I drove by the Turner Broadcasting Campus. Yeah. And I pointed up to the roof and I was like, I was with my daughters, and I was like, you know, your dad has shot a, a TV commercial on the top of this building right here. Oh, was that the Hawk shit? Yeah, they was oh, like, shit. no, you didn't. I was like, you don't remember when I did the Atlanta Hawk shit? And and Jazz will remember. She was like, I do remember yeah, something. Hell. I was like, yeah, that's and that that production team is similar to the guys totally. that did that. Totally. I mean, we drove Atlanta around Atlanta all night shooting this fucking TV commercial. <laughs> and this shit ran for like uh two seasons of the Atlanta Hawks oh, being yeah, on Turner South. I got the video, Jay. I'll yeah, show I was going to say, I want to see that shit. It's fucking crazy. That's so, dope. yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's kind of, wow, that's just wild, man. That shit is uh, Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, yeah. Turner. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Aquatine, so, Meeks commercials. You know? Yeah, so so back to Dav. He, 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 <laughs> has, um, he has cornrows. He smoked Newports. Um, yep. probably yeah, a big, probably a big Hennessy drinker. Huge. Um, of course. Man, I think, uh, <laughs> from, I mean, from what I heard, he's the second coming of Nate dog. So <laughs> the, uh, the project you have with Dav, can you talk about that? Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. So, so the EP we did is four tracks. Um, it's titled, I doubt you'll ever know me. Um, <laughs> Cause he's so deep, which makes yeah. it's like, it's like the weekend. So You'll never know me. <laughs> You'll never weekend. know me. Um, yeah. So basically like I had to kind of push him into, I've been for a minute, I've been pushing him into doing a project. Um, right, right. and I finally got him to move on it. So now, so we have this EP we released it recently in the last month or so. Um, and just from me telling him how people are, cause he doesn't go on social media, but just from me being like, yo, people like this. Right. He's like, really? So, so we basically, I got, here comes the album, baby. We're, we're working on the, yeah, we're working on the full album now. Here comes so those the album. Four, those four tracks will be on the album, but we're going to fill it out and, and make it a full length actual project. So oh, believe me a 16. Dope. That sounds good. What leave about videos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Video wise. I don't know. That's, that's on him. He's real big on kind of not staying in obscurity. Like he doesn't really want to be known for music. Do you know, like he has his, his daily life. He has his personal life. He doesn't really want, 
to be associated. He likes to make it, but he doesn't really want to be associated with it. Do some animation, um, animated so, videos, you know? Yeah. The, the old Aqua Teen. Yeah, I mean, oh, shit, Aqua Teen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There we go. There you Golly, go. Golly. Okay. It all, all came right. together, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what accent that was. But, you know, it works, though. It works. I don't know what I did. Audible, what what about collabs? Like, this this guy is uh, is dynamic. Uh, what about collabs? He's done a few um, already, because people will reach out to me, too, and I literally just pass them off to him, because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Um, he's done a couple that, uh, that people have reached out to him for. He's right. not, I don't think he's great at getting back to people, because people, I'll pass people off to him, and then they'll come back to me like, yo, he oh, never responded. Oh, you think? <laughs> like, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you think? <laughs> he just doesn't like you, Jay. I, I, mean, I, get, I get the hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, he should be, and I t- I'm in his ear all the time about it, like he should be open to doing more stuff. And I think he's pretty open. I just don't know how, honestly, I don't know how seriously he takes it. But, um, oh, okay. but yeah, he's a talented dude, and I would like to see him work more. No you know? doubt. Yeah, project's no doubt. dope, man. Yeah, real Absolutely. dope. I yeah. love that fucking yeah, project. Thank you. So, uh, so uh, any, uh, I guess you know, hop back on the mic here soon on, you know, you got a working on an album or EP or anything like that. I mean, I, I guess most of the work over the past couple of years has been more production related, but, um, yeah, what's, what's coming next? Yeah. I have, uh, I have no idea what's coming next, but I have, uh, the fall tape, which is the fourth part of the fourth, uh, in my, my season series EPs. Oh, so that's still going. Is dropping. What's that? That's still going. That's still going. It's okay. a two-year hiatus, but it's okay. still going. Okay, all right. Okay, good. good. No, no. Uh, I, I, I really, I really <laughs> like those, years, actually. Two years is nothing. He goes, take a two-year hiatus. Yeah, yeah two years going. is nothing. No, I, I, I fuck with that. Just the way you said it was That's funny. It's 24 months. <laughs> two years is nothing. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah, no, that's... Okay, so fall that'll, tape. That'll, I, I actually have a, a, a random single that I'm dropping. Um, in the next couple of weeks, a vocal single that's actually produced by Melton, who used to go by Marink. Oh shit! Um, he's been a yeah. back producer for a long yeah. time, but I have a, a joint with him that I'm dropping in a couple of weeks, just a random one-off single. But other than that, the next vocal project will probably be this the, the Fall Tape EP. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So beautiful. And maybe Underwriters Eight Bit Beat Tape. We've uh, we've oh, we've yeah. been had this beat tape together where we make beats out of eight bit music and. I think we're just strategically waiting to play like, to drop it at like a certain time. You know what I mean? But maybe that'll be one of the next things. Just what's, throwing. Back. It's not a mic related thing though. It's not mic related. What's your source for eight bit music? Uh, me personally, some video games. I was about to only say. one or actually I think only one was like that, and then I had a couple of homies. Shit from- came to mind. Uh, Dylan with the Jason. Shit. Oh yeah, the uh, the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, the Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like the video game? Yeah, yeah. He, I, I sampled one video game, and then a couple of homies did 8-bit music. They're like nerdy mm-hmm. motherfuckers that like made 8-bit music for real. And then I can't, re- I can't remember the rest. And then like sampling some like house music or fucking something with 8-bit. That right. was just what I did. You know what I'm saying? Audible was... I don't know what yeah. he used, but that shit was mine is, dope. Mine is all video game samples. Gotcha. It's all literally old. You'll recognize some. You'll, you won't recognize a lot of them, but okay. it's all like super old video game... Eight samples. Oh, we have a we have a dope idea. I mean, I could give this away, right? The idea for the art that the 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 um campaign. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah. yeah. Like if anybody bites it, like it won't be as good because it's eight bit related. So since we're both you know two get people doing bite. this, get oh we'll play it, we'll play. It. Since we're two uh, two producers, <laughs> all the campaign shit is gonna be like 
Double Dragon cover, but with our faces on it. You know what I'm saying? Double like all dragon. like different oh, video game shit. duos and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have a whole we have a, we have the music. We have a campaign. We're just kind of waiting. Oh, all right. but that doesn't That's have to do with him being on the mic. So I kind of derailed that by accident. So I, and for that, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good man. Dope. All right, man. Meeks, what else you got, man? Are you good? I'm, yeah, I'm good, man. This is this has been. Uh, <laughs> Fruitful. This has been a blast. Very fruitful. Yo, for real. Absolutely. Nah, for real. You've I mean, learned some things too, Jay. Yo, I did. I did. Yo, seriously, yeah. Audible. Um, we appreciate you, man. Um, everything that of course that Thank you've you guys. done, um, that you're planning on doing. Um, um, we see it. We respect it. We salute you. Um, just keep moving forward, man. That's all we ask. Yeah, man. Keep the output you, man. up, man. I, 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 I like seeing a, a, a bunch of stuff out regularly. So I was. I was pleasantly surprised to see, you know, volume two of Soul Slaps come out, the Davenport Grimes. Yeah. Just, you know, keep it going, man. Big, big fan, you, big Thank fans you. over here. Yeah, I, anyway, go ahead. I'm trying to get my, my productivity back up. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. I'm telling you, man, that playing gang shit, I, golly. <laughs> did, is there an instrumental of that by chance in Soul Slaps 2? Because I haven't. No, listened. that one I never really. I don't usually release instrumentals that are other people's records. And like, oh, okay, okay, but. okay. All right, okay, all right. Well, yeah. It sound like we need to play that tonight. Right. Oh, we're, we're definitely we're definitely playing that tonight. Okay, There's cool. No doubt about it. Cool. No <laughs> doubt about it. All right, cool, Audible. Cool. Thank you, man. Yo, thank you, guys. Jay, we appreciate you as always. Yeah, thank hey, you, thank, Jay. thank yous. <laughs> My oh, guy God. over here. Oh, real, real quick, Audible, where, where do they go to, to, to buy some um, some merchandise, buy some music? Let's leave the people with that, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Merchandising. <laughs> merchandise. Get your merchandise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything is audibledoctor.com. Um, my store, I sell most of my stuff independently through Bandcamp. So it's just the audibledoctor.bandcamp.com. Or actually, no, it's not even the link anymore. But go to audibledoctor.com. You can find everything in the store, the music, everything. And then social media is all at or slash audibledoctor. So you can get the whole discography for like, what, 45 bucks or 50 bucks? Is that what I saw today? Yeah. Yeah. And Bandcamp, yeah, it's a good, good crazy. deal. It's like good deal. 50% yeah. off or something, something crazy. Yeah. You get the entire thing. So yeah, it's a good nice. deal. Dope. Bye All right, Audible. Thank you, man. Yo, thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Stay in touch. Yeah. All right, Mr. Meeks. Most definitely. Yeah, man. Wow, another one. Jay, thank Once you, man. Again. Another one. Another one. Thank another you, guys. One. Thank you. You smart. You smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate you. <laughs> what else? One more? You're another smart. one. Another one. You loyal. <laughs> you, you loyal. loyal. You Lord. <laughs> he really said that. This man really said that in real life. God, he's a genius. All right. Southern Vanguard Radio. Twice a week meeks. Twice a week do. Twice a week. Do. do. Twice a week. Twice do. a week. Do. Twice a meek. <laughs> Twice a meeks. Twice Bars. a meeks. Bars. Twice a meeks. All right. Uh, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes Podcast. Yes. Mix shows on Tuesdays, interviews on Thursdays. Please follow, like, share, subscribe. We appreciate you. Yo, shout out to our sponsors, Turker and Bloom. That's turker-bloom.com. Yep, absolutely. And a promo code Southern Vanguard. 15% off your order plus free shipping. And shouts out to Beat Lab Atlanta, Beat Lab USA, Beat Lab yep. ATX, Mega What Up. You got it. We're out. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.